There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This episode is brought to you by Podmetrics. Podmetrics is a podcast analytics platform that enables podcasters to see all the relevant data they need to know about their podcast's audience. Sign up now at podmetrics.co and use the referral code Wrestling2XPod. Again, the code Wrestling2XPod. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, aka Austin Creed. I said, give me a hell yeah! Hey, this is Zayda Zane. Hey, everyone. This is Jeff Cobb. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Talent is not sexually transmitted. Hey, this is TJP, the Phil and Flash, and you are listening to Stan, Bro, Chino, and Camos on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> You are listening to and watching the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Stan C, Romaran, and Chino Liao at your service for tonight as we celebrate the 30th anniversary of Chris Jericho. So, the yun big event on Dynamite kanina. I'm super happy as a fan of Chris Jericho that we get to celebrate that. Before we get into it, Thank you to everybody who's already joining us on the live stream. We are live on facebook.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast on Kumu at wrestling wrestling pod live din tayo dyan. And if for whatever reason you check in later during the stream, you can catch the entire episode on Spotify or on your favorite podcast uh, podcatchers on the internet. And if you missed this week's live uh, special audio only episode, we were talking to Nino. So he was one of the guys behind yung theme songs ni JDL and the PWOGs. Dami-nami stories about wrestling, breaking down the psychology of wrestling music, and how he and Chino were at the show where Hiromu Takahashi got severely injured. So you can catch all of that on Spotify. Thank you to Dapski, one of our fellow podcasts on PNA, for sending us a lechon. Yes, sir. Thank hey, you, Hey, thanks, Dapski. You can catch her and Jam every Friday at 11 a.m. for Kumusapang Radio. So the local locals uh, got one of those time slots. So congratulations to them, our podcasts, our really good friends in the network and in the industry as well. All right, let's talk about Chris Jericho and him celebrating the 30th anniversary. I think a big takeaway from the episode was uh, they're really teasing and planting seeds for the Jericho MJF feud, right? And I'm excited because those promos, I mean, the promos are fun, but they're going to be even more captivating down the road, right? Ashley thought they were gonna push the button. I thought they pushed the button that already uh, on today's episode. I was watching it just before we went on air. Yeah, but and he already got snarky, got bitchy toward MJF, and I thought this was it. And I was thinking, no, this is way too early for this to happen. Puti na lang umabig siya ng konte and teased us a little. Um, it won't be that uh, list of Jericho moment with, with Kevin Owens just yet. Okay, I'm I'm having a hard time trying to figure out. Sino yung face sa kanila? 
That's true. Right? I was also thinking about that. Who are you gonna root for? This asshole or that asshole? Feeling was he because he's a sentimental favorite. Shame but die. But Jericho has the numbers though. Yeah, Jericho has the behind him. He has the muscle. Great point. Sure, sure. Unless and this is something I I kind of picked up on and heard in the background of BTE because I watch BTE now. Oh my God. Uh, see, uh, MJF might actually take Jericho's slot in the inner circle. That's one of the wow. that's one of the things they threw out there. Like, what if what if MJF joins the inner circle? That's something somebody threw out there, and it's an interesting. Um, it's an interesting proposition because Jericho has a seat of power now. And what happens if they take away that seat from him? Right? Make MJF even more powerful. So I think that's a, a pretty good angle on this supposed rivalry. Yeah, I never thought about that. I never thought that MJF could take Jericho's spot in the inner circle, leaving Jericho all by himself. So he's going to be in that case, right? Yeah. I don't know. I think... I think the inner circle guys are pretty loyal to him, though. So I don't see how they're gonna write that. Parang when you look at it, the inner circle guys are responsible, are are see Jericho as being responsible for their TV time. Uh, I I don't know where they would be without him, to be honest with you. So pananasusulatin is my question. Well, I think they have a lot of time, naman, before they even get to that point where MJF and Jericho have to get in each other's faces for real, for real. If anything. I like how the slow burn is really teasing us. Um, kind of like yung Jericho Owens feud from 2017, diba? Late 2016, they na nila um, they were able to stretch it and turn it into a WrestleMania angle. So that's that's a testament, I guess, to yung patience within the wrestling industry, even though it's not necessarily standard or or consistent among any promotion or any promoter for that matter. But zooming out, I, I, I want to take a moment to celebrate the legacy of Chris Jericho because I was thinking about this in the shower, Kanina, and I realized that I think Chris Jericho is this generation's Ric Flair. I like how you're thinking of Chris Jericho in the shower. <laughs> Chris Jericho is my hero, sir. I will think about Chris Jericho whenever the fuck I want. I'm beginning to think that he is the Ric Flair of this generation in terms of not, um, not just longevity, but... Uh, I, I guess how he was able to go beyond wrestling and really extend himself and his relevance. Because Ric Flair, yeah, uh, you can see his effects in hip hop. Uh, you can see his effects on uh, yung pop culture nung, nung 80s, diba? and even until today, like decades later. But with Jericho, he became relevant even in even in rock music, where you wouldn't really expect a wrestler to be relevant. Just look at the names who appeared on his uh, well wishers. You got members of Kiss. You got Lars Ulrich. Uh, from Metallica. Yeah, he had Slash of Guns and Roses. He had people like Kevin Smith and uh, Gabriel Iglesias all, you know, um, wishing him well and stuff. So it really says a lot about the versatility. Niya. And I think na that's actually more impressive than what Flair managed to do. Because si Flair, it's kind limited lang talaga sa wrestling yung na-achieve. Niya. But that's me. That, those are my thoughts on it. Go ahead. I feel like that it's too early to say that he's this generation's Ric Flair. Ric Flair has been around a lot longer, obviously. Therefore, he's had more leeway, more time to get his roots, dig his roots into popular culture. Now, that said, I'm not saying Chris Jericho isn't popular, but if you were to ask a random person, non-smart person in the middle of nowhere who these two are, chances are, mas recognize Ric Flair. 
the woos and the figure fours and and the catchphrases are are still synonymous with somebody. Whereas with Jericho, um, and this is nothing against what he does, he's had so many catchphrases and and character changes. That's really hard to pinpoint. I'm not taking. It sounds like I'm taking a shot at Jericho, but I'm not. I'm just saying that he's not comparable right now. That's it. I still respect Chris Jericho. He was my favorite wrestler growing up. When he made the switch to the WWE as Y2J, I marked out totally. I know a person who changed her name from Katrina to Y2K just because she loves Chris Jericho that much. So and in, all our, in all our childhoods, in all, in all the times we've been watching wrestling, a lot of us can relate to a particular Jericho moment. And that just goes to show how meaningful his career has been uh, in this past uh, three decades. Okay, uh, I don't think much of Jericho lately because of his uh, political OBS. So, yeah, his politics uh, suck. Yeah, so, but I, I, I agree that everyone has to have their problematic fave, so you can have that one. He's not high on my list right now. But I'm going to agree with Admin Angela, who said in the comments that Jericho is Jericho and he is on his own level. Now, I would say that if we're talking about who the Ric Flair of this generation is, I would probably go say it's Cena more than Jericho. But uh, I would say that, you know, Jericho is really Jericho. I think he deserves to be his own niche or be his own tier, if you will. All right, I think that's fair. You know, I'm I'm just really in awe, I guess, of everything he's achieved from ECW, WCW, Japan, uh, New Japan, then in you know his current run, AEW, WWE, everything he's done, all the gimmick changes. Um, you know, we, we asked Nino this week on the pod which gimmick his favorite is, and naman as a Jericho holic, my favorite is probably a toss up between Bachwinkle Jericho from the late 2000s or List of Jericho. From Yung Last Run, yes, at WWE. So, you know, uh, we all have our favorites, right? And everybody's also sounding off in the comment section just how much, you know, uh, what, what impact Jericho has had on their fandom. I wanna take this moment to shout out that Gago promo from 2016. Because I think, Latay mga fans, we really remember that because I was here on Philippine soil and he took the time to learn the word Gago. Now, for me, he didn't have to, but he did for, you know, shits and giggles. And that means a lot to me as a fan. Yeah, it, yeah, that's really good work. Really good work as a promo guy to learn another language. Yeah. Go, Gina. Especially since during that night, you could tell that a lot of the guys were just phoning it in with regards to the promos. Right? They were just giving us the hit. About the new day, they just did the uh, Manila and then just did, did their whole thing, the classics. But Jericho actually went out of his way to craft a to craft a bespoke promo for the paying audience in Manila. And that just goes to show the level of professionalism and entertainment value he brings to the world of wrestling. I was told that he does that every time, uh, every time he goes to a different country. So, medyo may pagka greatest hits din yun. But, at least it is, you know, kind of hardworking, if you will. It's not just your typical English promo. I think uh, Mr. Kennedy also did that when he was here. Yeah. So, Props to those guys who do that, who learn you uh, learn something in the in the native language just to get some kind of over. 
Yeah, and if you're really into studying the business and trying to get into the brain of a wrestler, I would really recommend his books. Uh, Jericho's books actually have a lot of nuggets that uh, in terms of learning how the business works, learning how to be an effective babyface, learning how to be an effective heel. I would say that some of the work that I ended up doing with PWR, I actually got off the books of Chris Jericho. So it goes to show that you know, he's able to teach then even through his, through his books. So there, congratulations to Chris Jericho. 30 years in the business, and it's not far-fetched that he'll be around for a little bit longer. So, yeah. All right. Uh, next on our docket for tonight, let's pay tribute naman to Glow. So, we found out a couple days ago that Netflix has pulled the plug on Glow after they'd produced or, or shot one episode or two episodes. Obviously, result of a pandemic. Uh, Glow is an ensemble cast, about 15, 16 main characters. And then they wrestle. And then you've got a crew. So it really became uh, just not feasible for, for them to keep producing the show, even though they promised that there will be a fourth and final season. So following new cancellation and glow, Mark Maron uh, went to social media. He's the guy who plays Sam Sylvia. And he called on Netflix to say that everybody from the cast, the crew, the fans, they're all uh, clamoring for a proper way to end the story. So kahit two-hour movie, okay na. So now they've got this campaign going on from the glow cast. And uh, I, I think it's uh, pretty heartwarming that you know, Glow is um, reality is imitating art in this case. Because that's kind of what they did in the show. Right? They were trying to save their show. And now in reality, they are literally saving their show. So I'm all for this. Yeah, I agree. I don't think... I think Netflix just did it for the, for the pandemic uh, budget cuts. So I think when things get better, I, uh, I don't doubt that they won't be open to... Or they will be open to, rather... A way to end glow properly. Sana, sana fourth season, no? Because I'd rather have it spread out over the course of ten episodes than to have it crammed in one movie. But whatever happens or whatever they decide to do, I think it'll work. Uh, glow is such such a great TV series that introduced a lot of non introduced wrestling to a lot of non wrestling fans. I'm so glad to hear uh, our friends who are not usually wrestling fans talk about Glow and say that they love Glow because yep. yeah, uh, it's one way to spread uh, the sport we love to them, to the non-believers, if you will. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, you guys have said it all. The Glow is this, it's this complex sitcom or dramedy about a very um, misunderstood art form in professional wrestling. And not only that, it was also a very strong take on um, the female perspective, diba? It was, it was very, uh, it was very forward with its agenda of empowering women and giving women a fighting chance, especially in a male-dominated sport. And yeah, it sucks to see uh, show that glow bid farewell during this time. But I mean, you're all in a pandemic and though unfortunately has to be one of those casualties. Now that said, I do want them to have a movie. Every everybody wants to see this have a definitive end. If it's going to actually happen, that's another thing. There's a strong chance it might because they've already shot most of the fourth season anyway, or some of the fourth season anyway. Two episodes palang. Two episodes palang. Yeah. Big groundwork now for all of that, right? Whether they continue with an actual fourth season, which might be unlikely, or a movie, which might be likelier, given that it's more dependent on Netflix. Right? I, I 
just wish for them to you know have a conclusive end for their series. Yeah, uh, Jackie says on the comment section, if you hound Netflix enough, they'll do it because that's the uh, the exact same thing that happened with Sense8. So, you know, if you really love Glow the way we do, let's put the pressure on Netflix. Let's jump aboard Yung campaign, you know, Mark Marin and the rest of the cast of Glow and let's save Glow. I want to, I want to, I just want to mention uh, this take by our friend Jace Damantay. He, he said that Netflix lacks the taste in shows to keep. I don't really think that's always the case. It's really always based on the viewership of each show. So they keep the shows that are obviously trending and uh, pull yeah. in a lot of viewers. So that's why your your everyone's favorite Thirteen Reasons Why gets uh, mm. <laughs> gets a bunch of seasons because it is notorious and people watch it. Whoa. Even if you hate watch something, that counts as a watch. Cause so all those hits go towards saving the or you know keeping the show around. So if you really wanted to keep Glow, the best thing to do right now would be to drive up its viewership of the three seasons that are on Netflix right now. That I don't know if that's going to work, but it's better than also just campaigning on Twitter and making noise. Oh, guys, don't say that it's it's don't say that it's a taste thing. Taste is subjective, guys. Come on. Not everybody's going to like the same thing, you know what? Sucks that Glow's yeah. gone, but then there are other shows that got canceled that saw, that are sad that they're gone too, right? But you know who knows these these campaigns that drive up interest might actually lead to something. Community went to the same thing, and now yeah. the talks of the movie are renewed. So there's always something to it. Now let's get to some Kubu thoughts from some of our people on here. Rachel Mendoza said hello a, a while back. Hello to you. Hello. Also says, I love Glow, double sad face. Yeah, we all love Glow. Alvin Mello, or with, with regard to Mr. Kennedy back in 2008. Uh, uh, yeah, I think it was. I think it was. 2008. Oh, one of those years, the early aughts, says, yeah, Pacman Morales during that time as a heel, Kennedy sided with Morales. And then Eugene, who was his opponent, apparently, came out in a Pacman. In a, Pac-Man. Pacquiao jacket. There we go. He also says that he feels bad that no was canceled. Ravel143 says, I want Karrion Cross for an NXT return. Matagal pa yon. Medyo injured si Kuya. Alvin Mello <laughs> says, limited na lang on resting sa Glow season 2. That's pretty true. But then again, it's it's a it's a sitcom. It's not a wrestling promotion. Yeah, know? it's about the so, wrestlers. It's not, it's not about the action in the ring. And even if there was action, it's not like you were going to get Broadway's. It's, yeah. It's not, it's not the place for that. But it's about wrestling, and that's why you watch it. But, uh, and Rachel Mendoza agrees that she wants a proper ending to the show. So, you know, you know, Kobu shout out snapping. All right. All right. Thanks for that, Chino. Now we'll take a quick break and we'll hear from our other podcasts here on Podcast Network Asia. Hi, this is Rika. Hi, this is JC. <laughs> so you like listening to podcasts? Try listening to ours. It's called the Halala Show. Yeah, we talk about X, Y, and Z. It's called our lives. Yeah. Also, the trending topics. We talk about what's going on in the world, and we'll read some of your fan mail if you send it to us. Ooh, fan mail! I never thought that we would have fan mail. Yeah, but we're here with two. Yes, and <laughs> it's available wherever you listen to your podcast, wherever you listen to all your favorite podcasts, to any of your podcast network Asia shows as well. So after listening to this one, why don't you give us a try? 
please go listen to our show, okay? Slurp on, slurbers. <laughs> so, but ngayon talaga na production value natin that that thirty second break never fails to crack me up. Speaking of production value, uh, yeah, my bago ng mic zero courtesy of PNA. Thanks, PNA. So, Thanks, Boss Joseph, for the ayuda. Dito po tayo budget for Camus. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Camus, if you're listening to this. Kung nagsabi sa amin, wala man. Oo nga. Wala ko sinasabi dito. I just I like Camus. That's why I can say that. I mean, all right, all right. Uh, all right, all right. Okay, anyway, uh, there was a comment earlier on Kumu na, you know, oh, sayang, I can't really watch uh, wrestling in my drama shows. If you want wrestling in your drama, wait for Heels. So that's coming out uh, oh, yeah. from stars. So Stephen Amell is the star of that show, and that's the reason why Cody was gone. That's why Brody Lee took him out, and now Cody is back. So tapos ng filming nun, and he is now TNT champion once again. So that happened a in a very brutal dog collar match. Thank you, thank you. A uh, very brutal dog collar match. We even saw Greg the Hammer Valentine in the crowd. Feeling ko na katulog nga siya nung match. Yeah, I don't think he, I don't think he appreciated it. <laughs> Yeah, I did though. I, I actually enjoyed the match. It was very compelling. I think there's something about bull rope matches that automatically rope me in because it always reminds me of Eddie Guerrero and JBL. But this one was really, really brutal. Both guys were bleeding. I uh, sakto lang yung involvement ng Dark Order. You know, uh, they, it, it was not a cluster F. I, I really thought na it was satisfying the way that it ended. I think that there was uh, there really wasn't any other way to go about it. I didn't really want anyone else to defeat Brody other than Cody. So I liked it. Uh, Here's the thing. I didn't want Brody to lose. It was only Same. five, six weeks uh, as per Brody's own estimation. So that is way too short yes. for a championship reign, especially for a heel of a, a heel boss of a big faction that they're trying to build up. Uh, mid-card faction, I don't care. I think that Brody should have been made to look even better, even though it was still a pretty brutal match. Uh, I actually thought it, was, it, it could have gone longer. Especially considering that I think AEW matches go long. But I don't know, man. Um, I don't know where the Dark Order goes from here, especially next week. Uh, it's Orange Cassidy going up against Cody. Parang na echapuera na sa after that. I don't know. I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't, uh, okay. I don't like I, Cody Push. I will jump off of Rose Point and 100% agree that this was totally uh, a mistake. For them to put the title back on Cody, who doesn't need it, by the way, he oh. doesn't need the rug, right? The fact that he came back in all black was hype enough for him to be put over, right? It's not like people will forget who he is, right? Because first of all, he started the company with the four or five other guys, right? So he was already immediately on top. Um, I watch, like I said, I watch BTE now a lot, and on, and this is my major gripe with AEW as I've continued to watch their extended universe uh, with regards to Dark and BTE. Apparently, BTE is canon. Right? It's all canon now. The championship canon. It's always been. The, no, 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 the, the, the BTE championship. Even the characters on the show yeah, yeah, are yeah, actually yeah. canon. Right? So, that being said, it sends me mixed signals on how to take the Dark Order. Are they a comedy troupe or are they a serious faction? Because on Dynamite, they're badasses. They destroy the competition. But on BTE, they make fun of John Silver and, and Anna J beats up uh, Stu Grayson like he was nobody. So why are they serious about it? If they're doing break dancing contests 
and John Silver saying, Johnny Yonggi, and at the same time, losing the title to Cody. How are you going to take them seriously as the evil heel faction, if that's the case? I don't know how you can tie those two together without it being ridiculous. There are just a lot of things that are negated by BTE, which makes the storytelling of AEW even all the more confusing for me. I feel like the problem lang is that BTE was turned into canon. Like, if it was kept as a web show that really just broke kayfabe, then mas katanggap-tanggap ata kay Chino to. I mean, I, I don't know because I've never seen BTE no. ever. I've never seen an episode. So for me, wala akong, I, I don't have that problem in my head in terms of the AEW narrative. I don't even watch Dark just because there's too much content going around. So all I really have are Dynamite episodes and whatever videos I see on Twitter na supplementals. That's it. Being part of MSG, I think there's a space man, to be uh, for a heel group to be serious and goofy, like uh, LI, uh, LIJ before, right? And uh, Suzuki Gun sometimes. But especially Minoru Suzuki, he is both goofy and serious when he, whenever he wants to be. But That's right. I don't think that right now the Dark Order is that gr- should be that group. So I think they should stick to one, stick to one mode and run with it for a while before they they, they establish enough credibility to be both. So I don't bro, know, bro. I think I think I know the reason why masasabi mo yun about groups like Lij or Suzuki Goon. It's because they've been around long enough. Now yeah. there are enough layers to their characters. About the, the Dark Order is what a year old. Mm. Brody Lee has only been on AEW for like half a year. So there hasn't been enough time to really flesh out these characters, your motivations, nila. How do you differentiate John Silver or, or yeah, John Silver from Alex Reynolds, diba? I mean, yeah, I, I can tell them apart. Pero si Five, diba? Uh, what makes Five special other than his name is Alan Angels? Yung mga bagay niyon, you can only really flesh that out over time. And I think over time, they can earn that gray area. They can earn those nuances. Pero I will agree na for now, they have to stick to just being a badass heel group na nakakatakot. And until they get there, parang they'll continuously get defanged eh, with, with things like this. Yes. So I, uh, I, I do understand where you're coming from. Na maybe Cody, Cody winning is probably not the best idea. Yep. Yeah, you know, yeah, I just want to see where it goes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, without a title, I know he already put the title on himself. Yeah. I, mean, I just want a more coherent story. Just that. Just a, a, something that's tied together, not as loose, not a bunch of loose threads just floating in the ether. Oh, my idea over this, natin. My idea over this, natin. and then not intersecting at certain points. Because that to me, it's it's very confusing storytelling. Mm. Yeah, uh, I I 100 understand. All right, from one heel faction in the Dark Order, we go to Retribution. natin. The big reveal <laughs> from this week: their leader is apparently Mustafa Ali. Okay, where do we start? At I first. Like it. Okay, go ahead. Come on, I, I like it. I like how they gave Mustafa Ali something to do. He was supposed to be the hacker. Supposedly, yeah. he was supposed to be the hacker. Now, that never happened, or obviously. And now, for some reason, he's a heel now. I don't think we've ever seen him as a heel. He even we said have. it. Have we seen him as a heel? Yeah, we have. Uh, I think he was a heel uh, for like one or two episodes in the Cruiserweight Classic or on 205. But that he really made it a point to drive home that babyface na ako when he became the babyface. Yeah, uh, he, he works a, a little bit of heel sometimes on main event. That's it. Mostly for the most part, he is a babyface. Oh, wala siyang, wala siyang concrete 
heel um, persona, right? He's still mostly for the most part himself, the light, the light bringer, uh, Ali, right, or whatever his moniker was. Um, That's so quite I, his moniker. So, pasad, the thing. Black guy. That's your light bringer, didn't she? But okay. light bringer. <laughs> well, he is the heart of two hundred five live. He is heart of two hundred five live. There we go. I like how they're giving guys that don't really have a character a character. You know what I mean? They're giving somebody a persona other than just being themselves. Because for the most part, a lot of these guys are themselves amplified to a thousand, which is the core basis of any sort of character in wrestling, right? But with Ali, they took it to a whole different level by making him a, a leader of, of a heel faction that was just out there to be disruptive as all hell. Right? That was Retribution's main point. And I am, am intrigued and enthused by the idea that Ali is also claiming to be on the same boat, in the same boat, as guys like T-Bar and Maze and Sam Jack who feel like they've been mistreated in their entire WWE run. Yes, Ali does have, does have a, a gripe to play in this scenario. He lost the Money in the Bank match to Brock Lesnar, of all people. He was already at the top of the ladder. He, he Instagrammed a photo of all three of them in various stage, various stages of their NXT and or WWE career. So maybe they will see Ali. Now whether it'll make sense in the in the end, that's again. So for me, it's still too early to tell because well, it's a best for They get traded to other shows for all we know, right? So it's still it's like still too early, but I am intrigued. I at first uh, I didn't like it at first because I thought it was a case of creative not having anything for both Ali and Retribution. So kala ho random pairing lang. But as Chino mentioned, uh, if you guys don't follow Ali on social media, he is really really hardworking when it comes to explaining stuff. That pati yung main event matches niya. The, I mean the matches on WWE main event. He goes along. He goes. Uh, the extra mile, if you will, to explain those and give them a little backstory and give them a little promotion. So uh, the thing now is, actually, I don't know if this is Ali turning heel or Retribution turning face. Because with the way Ali explains things, it could be either one. And it could really be going back to Retribution being mad over the fact that they have been slighted by the WWE over their individual careers as Chino mentioned with the post of with the Instagram post featuring Ali T-Bar Mace and Slapjack could be that but it could also be a heel thing but we don't really know kasi magulo ang WWE created magulo si Vince and uh, it also is confusing when you con- when you consider the fact that they are feuding against the Hurt Business which is a heel group so I am here now. At least I am intrigued to see where this goes next. I don't have any high hopes for it, but I am hopeful that Ali has enough pull or has enough resourcefulness and hard work in him to figure out where to take the direction of uh, this angle. Is I mean, where, where to take the angle, right? So yeah, I don't know, uh, there's something there. I think your biggest clue really is the type of reaction WWE pipes in. 
and for yeah. retribution, boo pa rin eh. So okay. that's your biggest clue that, that their alignment is still healed. Here's another question I want you guys to chew on. In the past, Mustafa Ali has been very vocal about how he doesn't want to be a heel because it kind of teaches kids in the audience to hate people who look like him. And there are racial undertones to that statement because he used to come out to, uh, to be a terrorist character, like a foreign heel, diba? And we all know about yung ganung classing racial tension in the US. Yes. That being said, is it a good idea for Mustafa Ali, given his self-awareness about his, his race, his looks, to be a heel? Like, is that a good idea or will that undo the work he'd been trying to do? I don't know. It depends kasi on how he is portrayed. I don't think... I, somebody asked me this on Curious Cat and they asked if this was going to be a stereotype thing. I don't think they're playing to any terrorist stereotypes. I don't think Vince is astute enough with the goings-on in the real world to, to paint this as some sort of terrorist group or to model this after Black Lives Matter. I just think that Ali bad because Ali is destroying WWE. That's it. That's, that's, what they're, that's the effort they're putting into with Retribution right now. And I think with his motivation to turn heel, he's a little vindicated in the fact that he wants to upset the order of things. He wants to change the status quo because he feels like he's been wronged by it. It's not because of a race thing. It's not because of a religious thing like um, other wrestlers of his heritage have been portrayed as. It's simply something that comes from a place of being mistreated and, and being misused. And so does so goes for guys like T-Bar, like Bajakovic and, and Mace um, in Dio Madden. These guys have been mistreated and misused as well. It's a gathering of misfits. It's it's people finding a common goal to to unite. And if anything, I feel like this will lead them to a a, um, a, a, a switch, a turn down the ways. But again, it's still too early to say. I think then, and I might be giving someone a little bit more credit here, but I don't think Ali would have agreed if it meant uh, racially profiling him as a as a terrorist. That's just me. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, last note on retribution. Uh, Neil mentioned sa comments natin that uh, there are interesting Twitter threads going around analyzing retribution and why they exist and really connecting all these dots. Bukod pa to dun sa mga tinweet at pinos ni Ali on Instagram. Ro, what do you think about this? Because I know you have opinions on fan fiction <laughs> and you know, uh, people connecting the dots that WWE should. It's nice. It's nice to think about. It's nice to read about. But at the end of the day, you really can't give that much credit to the writers. Maybe some writers have thought of it. Maybe that's what they intended at the beginning. But considering Vince McMahon and what he, how he approves stuff, how he approves the creative direction, I don't think nah, these nuances were really the point, or they were really, they were really approved by him. So. At this point, you really just are creating fan fiction. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just not the official intention. All right. Before we get to our next uh, topic for tonight, Chino, may shoutouts and comments but I on Kumu? Okay. We got a lot, a lot of people joining us. A few new followers, mainly. Hey. George Bogart. Thank you for the thank follow. Thank you. Thank you. Oi, salamat, George salamat. George Bogart and uh, Rovell143 and Rossell2347. Anyway, thank you for the follow here. Um, Kuhu. Also, say, oh, thank you for the follow. Give me buckets. 
And JC JC One is now following us. Thank you, JC One. He also wants to know how to join in PH Wrestling. You ask these guys because they know. Well, you message the different promotions in the in the Philippines right now. That's pretty much what we can tell you. Although not, I will, I will. We're tell not connected right to anyone. Now. Yeah, I will yeah, tell you. Pa. Saying what's up to Rohan the sixth and XCZ, JC One, Yell Hawkson, Kevin Kim, Ian Chris, Mother Earth Day C62, and Gimme Buckets for joining us. Uh, cool. Jimmy Buckets? Oi, Jimmy Buckets. Jimmy Buckets. Jimmy Buckets. Okay. JK says next week sa Kumu na raw siya Sige. Not gonna stop you, man. We'd love that. And yeah, Maui yeah, says in the comment section, hope I can join this podcast soon. Well, guess what? You're already a part of it because you're chiming in in the comment section and, you know, we acknowledge our listeners and our viewers who stop by, say hi, and join the watering hole of Fellow Filipino wrestling fans. Okay, next up for tonight, we got to talk about NXT TakeOver 31. You see it in Rose's background. Kushida just cranking it in and trying to break the Velveteen <laughs> dream apart. And uh, since we did that, I, I just mentioned the injuries. Let's start with those because it's unfortunate that it's a injury. So the main event, they're injured. Finn Balor yeah. and Kyle O'Reilly. So Finn Balor is uh, out with a minor injury. Na, he doesn't have to relinquish yung NXT title. Yeah, broken jaw in two places. And Fracture apparently, jaw. impacted the new wisdom tooth. Niya. Buti di pa kailangan tanggalin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yun yung kanya. Uh, with Kyle O'Reilly, I think it was a rib injury. Tama ba? Or like a... No, uh, I think he, he had lost, broken teeth. Yeah, he lost yeah, teeth, right? Yeah. yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ. And then the worst of it all was Ridge Holland basically pulling a Gordon Hayward that gruesome ankle oh. injury. On NXT just a few hours ago, nung sinalo niya si Oni Lorcan, tapos sa katipto siya. Oof. So, okay, where do we start here? I think pinaka grab is Ridge, right? Yeah, uh, that's really unfortunate. It's really just a matter of bad form. It's not something that you can be mindful about all the time. So, it's just really a, a bad freak accident. So, I hope that he doesn't have to miss too much time. I hope it's not so bad. But we don't know yet. Wala pa atang update. Uh, get well soon, Ridge Holland. Also, I mean, sign your push yeah, because remember NXT Takeover Three One yeah. ended with him carrying Adam Cole, and if he has to miss more than a few months' time just to you know heal up, it'll it'll just kill his buzz, and it's so unfortunate when that happens, you know, because you're building a star, you're actually building somebody up who was relatively unknown and who was very very much hyped on the uh, dark interwebs. So it's it sucks to see him, you know, miss time, miss action. Yeah, I'm I'm a Ridge Holland fan. I love what he brings to the table, and I was really excited. Now, oh wow, Ridge is getting involved with the Undisputed Era. So, diba, after Takeover 31 and daming theories, sina Roddy and Bobby Fish ba yung, uh, kay Adam Cole, and was yep, uh, Ridge just the one bringing Adam Cole to Kyle O'Reilly, or did Ridge really target Adam Cole? Tapos yung Undisputed Era if a four on one siya, ganun ba? So, daming questions, and sayang na. So, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to uh, go from here. But as for uh, Finn and Kyle O'Reilly, who suffered dental injuries, sabi nga ni Aldrin sa comments, buti na lang si Adam Cole, may kilalang dentista. 
I mean, Dr. Britt Baker will tell you herself that a lot of her clients are the wrestlers. Because they're in Florida. Yep, exactly. Okay, from the injury talk, let's talk about comebacks. So Ember Moon made a big comeback on NXT this week. And she's repackaged. She's got this new vibe about her, new gear, new music. I like it. Even her Eclipse looks so much better now than it used to. I don't know why, but I like this Ember Moon. I actually care about Chima this. She has Ember. something to say about Ember Moon. Yes. Can I just say <laughs> how we are all idiots? All three of us are idiots. <laughs> because a week ago, we said that this person was fucking Bo Dallas. <laughs> no, no, no. Wait, wait. I remember what I remember saying was that people have been speculating that it was Bo Dallas given the clues. The clue now is that foundational part of NXT. Oh now. my god. Oh man. Oh man. But so I, don't, I actually don't know where that clue came from actually. Okay, first of all, is that more believable than somebody coming back from injury? Something that happens all the fucking time. And I'm sorry yeah. that I'm cussing on here. But it happens <laughs> all the time. Meanwhile, we haven't seen nobody has seen Bo Dallas on TV. I haven't seen him on TV. Have you guys seen him on TV? Nobody knows. He should be Bo. though. He should be. Nobody knows where Bo Dallas is, and over all him to be dropped in the middle of the title picture. <laughs> Come on, guys, we're smarter than this. We're smarter than this. No, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I just wanted to see who it, who would who it would be because I really didn't know who I wanted it to be. Yeah, at that point. Uh, uh, lang, to be fair, to be fair, NXT champion nga naman si Amber Moon. Oh <laughs> Well, yeah, the, no, the rumors huh? did say it could be either. That was one of the main headlines, right? Former NXT champion making his or her comeback. And oh, yeah, yeah. Assume, yeah. assuming that na lalaki yung babalik, eh. babae pala. Uh, it's God. Nobody, nobody said because it's not the Google Translate na na voiceover dun sa vignette niya para yung lalaki at babae. So it could re- could really have been anyone. Yes. Et na lang. Um, could, I just could wish could, could it have been Bodal? <laughs> I just wish that Ember actually did something nung takeover other than stand on stage. Yeah, that was weird. Uh, yes. Nakulangan ako dun eh. Parang si Ronda Rousey nung Royal Rumble 2018, di ba? Oh, and hi, I'm yeah. here. Tapos sabay turo sa WrestleMania sign. Tapos si Ember Moon, hi, I'm here. I'm on stage. Hello. Uh, especially, like, why? Yes. especially since Tony Storm basically did the same thing. Yeah. Yes. Diba? So you didn't need two of the same thing back to back. Exactly. If anything, exactly. I would have appreciated if Tony Storm was the returning champion because technically she also falls oh, under she's the, also, yeah. the, falls under the same category. So uh, I mean, it's nice. It gives Ember Moon something to do. Gives her more of the shine because, as we know, on the main roster, she's been misused a lot. The yeah. she's always played the victim when she doesn't look very victimizable. You know what I mean? Like she's very, she's <laughs> very. Oh, so you become for her because she's very, very capable in the ring. Right? And so for, for her to be brought back into a show that actually made her a star, I'm, I'm all for it, man. Almost right. Right. Wait, 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 wait. Before, we, before we move on to that, I have something to say about the NXT Women's Championship on okay. NXT TakeOver. Uh, before okay. that, though, Trisha uh, Natividad is asking it is on October 25th, so that is next uh, two weeks from now, yeah. Also, Prince RJC sent us a halo halo. Hey, thank you. Thanks, man. Okay, so about the NXT Women's Championship, I really think EO should have uh, EO should have lost. Yes, and yes. Candice should have won that because she took a belt shot, 
and there was no reason at all to kick out of that belt shot. It really made Candice look even weaker. Okay, maybe you're saying that Candice and Johnny are going up to the main roster on the draft this Saturday. But still, come on, guys. At least don't do a spot like that if you were going to make her lose. Yeah, I always, I almost thought that Candice had it, especially since the was si Johnny. But that's how heels should win anyway. Yeah. All right, right? Exactly. With outside interference, especially from yep. their heel husband. So or your own referee. Right? Yeah. Exactly. So for that to happen, you're already setting her up for victory. And to have the rug pulled under her like that, that didn't make sense for me at all. Okay. Uh, I, I just want to talk about Drake Maverick really quickly because I, I enjoy this act he has with Killian Dane. Every couple of years, we have this odd couple storyline. Right? We, and we end up enjoying it from yeah. Team Hell No to odd couple stories. Uh, Cesaro and Sheamus. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The bar. Right? So you have stories like that every number of years. And I guess for 2020, we're getting Drake Maverick and Killian Dane. And I like it because Drake is so willing to just look so silly. Like he's so a, su- such a different character now from the 205 Live general manager that first appeared in WWE. <laughs> so it, oh. it also tells you that very talented din siya as a character. And I love the chemistry he has with Killian Dane because Killian Dane is also pretty funny even though he's trying not to be funny. So even him just resisting yung, yung theme song ni, na pinili ni Drake na sobrang katawa-tawa, Drake dancing and Killian Dane not giving a crap. I love it. I, I love everything about it. I want to see more. And uh, it, it, it just puts a smile on my face. Favorite act in NXT right now. All right. Right. No, I don't know if you guys watched Drake Maverick as Rockstar Spud, but I actually yeah, had caught him once or twice. And he was still he was still pretty silly as Rockstar Spud. Like, like he, you, you don't really take him seriously as, as Rockstar Spud. So you can understand where this charisma is coming from, right? He's it's really good. Fair. He's really He's actually very, very versatile. Uh, he can play the straight guy, he can be the city character. And at the same time, I feel the same way about Killian Dane as well. Having seen him a few of the social media posts outside of Kayfabe, I know that he's actually a very lovable, very funny guy. So for him to be able to play the straight guy in this situation, a guy that doesn't laugh at all, that doesn't give an F about whatever, uh, is it's, really it's, it's very good. Like It's a very odd couple, as odd couples as odd couples get. Yeah, like, how can we forget the rock and sock connection? Another example of uh, an yeah, no, no. odd couple. Or, or even more recent, yeah, even more recently, yeah. uh, the bro- the bruiser weights. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, right. oh, tama, tama. Odd couple, I said that. Right, right. So there, uh, odd couple storylines always make me happy. Okay, uh, we've got an update on the third party issues in WWE as well as our thoughts on the upcoming WWE draft. That's coming up after this quick break from our friends at Podcast Network Asia. Hi guys, my name is Francesca. And you've got me, Jelly. You've got Del here. All right, so we hear that you like to listen to podcasts. You know what? That is pretty cool. It's the in thing to do right now. And we've got one. It's called The Eavesdrop. Do check it out, okay? We like to talk about everything and anything that's probably on your mind. Um, unfiltered, unedited, <laughs> sometimes to our own disadvantage. But go check it out after <laughs> listening to this one. All right, Ro, uh, what do you have for us in terms of the updates ng third-party issues with uh, WWE? Okay, so apparently, uh, they're gonna, WWE is going to take over Twitch accounts from the wrestlers who have them. Wait, let me pull it up real quick. Pati Cameo, they're going to have a partnership with Cameo. So basically, everything that, um, every, every amount 
that the wrestlers will make through these platforms, WWE will take, and the wrestlers will only receive a percentage of that revenue. So, so parang merch deal. Yeah, what's even worse is that the revenue from these um, from these platforms, if any, will count against the downside guarantee, which is the minimum they receive before any gates of the shows or any events, before the proceeds of any events uh, are, are factored in. So, so I think uh, a few have already spoken up. Paige, Dakota Kai have spoken up against uh, but I'm against the edict, but I'm not sure exactly what they're going to do uh, about it. Yeah, this is a really problematic labor issue. And I think see Andrew Yang commented on it again, right after yeah. this news broke. Uh, right? it, it says a lot about how much of a misnomer the independent contractor status is for the talents, especially since WWE is really cracking down on their ability to make money outside of WWE. When the whole point of being an independent contractor is that you get na freelance ka, na you can make money with that uh, main employer, I guess, for lack of a better term, and you can also go out and do your side hustles, kind of like with me on radio, diba. So when I'm on on Wave, my sueldo ako from Wave, I'm theirs from seven to ten a.m. Monday to Friday, and you know for any other time they might need me. But they also don't stop me from doing other gigs. Like they don't stop me from making money on the podcast. If I want to make money from your shoutouts on shoutout.com, which you can order right now, by the way, either as an individual or as part of MSG, where they wear it in. And Wave can't do anything about that because I am an independent contractor. So right. I don't understand why WWE is so gung-ho on just taking every piece of uh, income that they can. Even when yung financial statements nila actually showed that Despite the pandemic, they're not even in the red. Honestly, uh, I don't want to say too much about this anymore right now. Because we've been we've beaten this issue over the head so many times, twice, pata before, and it doesn't change. The fact is, someone Vince McMahon is probably greedy, despite the fact that he is still uh, swimming in riches. So I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say about it. The only thing for left to do is for the wrestlers to unionize, to stand up for their rights, and. Until that happens, we're just going to be talking about the same things over and over. There's nothing it's new to add to this. It's this interesting discussion. that you brought up unionization because uh, a few of the wrestlers out there, Paige, namely, and Salida Vega, have tweeted uh, vague remarks about uh, unionization about, on Twitter. One of the things that popped up right now. Now, I know I said something completely opposed to whatever you guys are saying right now, have been saying the past few weeks, but I'm actually surprised at how much all of this has actually escalated. Right? And then now all of a sudden they want to take control and now they're actually forcing the people to do streams. They're actually forcing yeah, them yeah. to create wow. content exceeding the minimum amount of labor they're supposed to do in. They're asking for overtime without getting paid overtime. So it's 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 a very ludicrous situation all around. It's it's ridiculous how it's gotten so bad so fast. Like why is this happening right now? Why is this happening when everybody's in a pandemic? Are we all just trying to be the worst people right now? No, Vince is. <laughs> is trying to be the worst person what, right like, now. Why is this happening right now? It just it does not make sense. And, and, and if Andrew Yang ends up saving the WWE, <laughs> and I'm all for it. Like if he comes yeah, up with yeah. if he becomes his own promotion, why not? Yeah, we, all let's, right. all, 
Why, why not? Let, let him do whatever he wants. He's, we'll see. We'll see, I guess. Really used right now. We could have used someone like David Starr. Eh, kupal pala si David Starr. Eh, eh let's yeah. not talk about David Starr anymore. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Not in. Right. It's a curse. Okay, we're moving on. We're moving on. Last item on our list for tonight, the WWE Draft, which starts in a couple of days on SmackDown, and then it will continue on to Raw. So again, kanina, uh, sinabi ko na we promised that we do a mock draft. Pero as Admin Angela pointed out in the comment section so astutely, wala namang magbabago. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to go through each brand, Raw, SmackDown, NXT. And we're just going to tell you what they need. So think of it as yung pre-draft shows sa NBA or your favorite sports leagues where they look at the different franchises involved and they evaluate their needs. So we're going to start with Raw because that's the flagship brand. And I'm going to start by saying that Raw needs tag teams because they just broke everybody up. Male yep. tag teams, female tag teams. That's what they need. Yep, they do. I was going to say that actually. But they also need uh, star women. Uh, right now, they don't have Becky. They don't even have Charlotte. They only have Asuka. They have Shayna, and the, who is not a big star right now. So they need someone who, to go up against Asuka and to draw on the women's side. I don't know who that's gonna be. It could be, could have been EO if EO lost yesterday on on Takeover. Could be Candice maybe, but Candice is gonna is gonna start on the bottom of the totem pole if she ever gets drafted to Raw. So they need to build stars on on that show. Yeah, I star building them then. I agree with what you guys have said. I also feel like Raw needs to send a lot of their guys away. They need to cut the fat, so to speak. So yeah, a lot of a lot more guys that they need. And even That's if you true. say, it's, even if you say it's a three-hour show, they don't need all those guys. They can send some of those guys to other shows, and they'll still be the better show for it. That's true. Uh, That's true. Uh, I think Raw also needs a secondary babyface because they've got Drew on top, sure. Uh, they've got Ray, who is legend status at this point. They've got Dominic, who's in the up and up, and they've got Kevin Owens, who might be going to SmackDown. That, that's it. Oh, yeah, okay. Keith Lee, who is being built up and medjunandunarin's upper mid card, but that's it. Those are your top baby faces on Raw. And they need yung, ano pa rin, yung secondary top baby faces to hover around in case something happens to Drew, whether he turns heel or moves to a different show or gets injured or whatever. Hopefully, he doesn't get injured. Knock on wood. Um, lang, medyo kulang sila ng, ng secondary baby face for me. Yeah, they need, so, they need a number three and a number four because Keith Leaf to me is their number two right now. They don't have Edge because Edge was supposed to be another big face for them. But wala, he's injured. Wala, yeah, injured. So, yeah. Right. Okay, now let's go to SmackDown. What does SmackDown need right now? SmackDown and, 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 teams as well. <laughs> Sorry. Do they ahead. though? Yes, they do. They really do. The, the, uh, we've I have been watching SmackDown for a month, and it has been nonstop permutations of Cesaro and Nakamura versus the Lucha House Party. So they need more tag teams from Raw, uh, ideally. You know they can always just call up uh, the. Forgotten sons again. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they could they could use no they could use the two guys other than Jackson Riker. Yeah, well, that's actually a possibility. They yeah. don't I, I would have not. I would have. I wouldn't be opposed to that because Jackson yeah, Riker is the only Jackson. problematic guy among the three. That's true. That's true. But yeah, I do. I do feel like they need tag teams as well. The problem here is uh, there are only so many tag teams on the main roster so far, and you're really going to be forced to pull tag teams. From NXT, and what I and I know I'm jumping ahead here, 
Galway and NXT because they'll lose a lot of their tag teams as well. But at the, at the same time, you bolster the tag team divisions of both of your quote-unquote main shows. So that's, I guess that's always good. I also feel like they also need more people on their main card, on their on their headliner card, because yeah, yeah. apart from Roman Reigns, the Usos, and the Fiend, it's a very thin lineup. Like AJ, Braun. I don't know where no, Braun, Braun is, is anymore. Actually. He's technically SmackDown, but he's appearing on Raw because of the brand to brand Invitational or whatever the fuck. Right. Okay. Oh wow! You couldn't, you couldn't accept that. But then I feel <laughs> like even with Braun, mejo kulang parensha, there's not a lot. If the Fiend is supposed to be a face. And that makes him one face against... No, the, the Fiend is a heel lit because he oh. went after Kevin Owens. Okay, so then we'll have a time face so far. Yeah. Apart from, wala nga, wala apart from Jey Uso. Face. So they need a lot more faces on that card. They they also need less guys on their mid-card because it's all from stacked on mid-card. Yes, that is super, that's true. It's super they, stacked. They need a lot less guys. They need to send either send guys on different brands or promote those guys because... That mid card can only hold so much room, right? Give Daniel Bryan the rub, give AJ Styles the rub, give whoever else is taking up space at the mid card the rub because they they need it, man. Yeah, that's true. I I, I could see Big E going up to main event status on SmackDown. True. Okay. Oh, really. Phoenix AJ Styles will move back to Raw, and it's kind of weird because he was already on Raw earlier this year. Yes. But we know about his beef with Paul Heyman, so I think the logical thing to do. Is to move him to Raw, and since Medyo kailangan din naman nila ng secondary player, they can just move him to Raw, turn him face again, and we won't really mind because it's That's aging. True. Also true. There are rumors that Roman Reigns and the Usos will eventually form a stable after this whole feud ends. So, what do you think about that? Because that reforms the Usos and it gives SmackDown that big heel stable naman to revolve the stories around. Yeah, I think it makes sense, especially if, if you're going to get The Rock for WrestleMania. Yes. But it does go to show. That you are having a hard time building up baby faces on your show, which is why you need to promote some of those mid carters. Yeah, no, I agree with both points. Um, we're still in a pandemic, so you're really gonna have limited resources to go around, right? And if this is one of the ways to make the pro would make the product more interesting, I'm all for it because again, it sets up Roman very well for The Rock to make an appearance for WrestleMania. Hey, fortunately for Raw and SmackDown, they've got a very stacked NXT roster to pull talent from at a time Yumpa. like this. Yumpa. So there's that. Okay, let's divide this part into two. Because the first is, which NXT guys and girls do you think are getting called up? And the second is, what does NXT need? Because they've been reinforced in recent months with Finn Balor, uh, with Brizango, and then with people from NXT UK moving on to NXT itself. So for starters... Who's leaving NXT? Who do you think is leaving aside from Gargano and Candice who we've already mentioned? I think you know yun, because uh, Raw has already pulled so much from retribution uh, through retribution. That's uh, I think that's all NXT could afford to lose at this point. What about the Undisputed Era? No, I don't think so. I think they're staying put. I think yeah, maybe, staying put. I think it's likely that Candice and John might get called up, but I, again, it's still on the fence for me. They might call up a few of their women from from the NXT roster, uh, people like Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, they might get a call up, I feel like. Uh, I know she's involved in a feud with Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley is another great one to do a call up for. 
Why yeah, not? they already teased it in WrestleMania. Yeah, especially since she hasn't really been doing a lot in, as not a champion. She's always just been meandering in the mid-card, feuding with this girl and that girl and whoever else came along for forming random tag teams. So it would be a nice change of pace to send her up and swim with the big fish, if you will. Okay, so those are our predictions for who you think might get called up. As for NXT's needs, what do they need right now? They need a main eventer really bad. They need someone to go up against Finn. Uh, the Kyle O'Reilly experiment is great. That's a step in the right direction. But they also need more guys to help build the, the future, if you will, uh, of the NXT main event. Yeah, they need heels. Uh, the way I see it. Because there's no Karrion Cross. There's no Dijak when he turned face, right? That was another big uh, character that you could have revolved around. I don't know who can step up right now. Because si Cameron Grimes, I know that they're pushing him in that direction, but he's not quite there yet. So I don't know uh, who that guy can be. Someone from, I don't know, you know not SmackDown. Yeah, I wouldn't be opposed to sending somebody like Ricochet back. I know he's not a heel, but again, it gives him somewhere to be other than be nowhere at all. To be like a, a background player, which he isn't. He's, he's a main inventor, if you will. I don't think he's Ricochet in Roy. Because I think he and Apollo still has uh, still have a role to play in the Hurt Business Retribution story. Yeah, Especially since their boy Mustafa Ali is the leader. That's not ending anytime soon at all. <laughs> knowing Raw? Knowing yeah, WWE. Knowing Raw. Uh, so who, who will be... Who can put it in NXT? What if, you know what? I want Chad Gable back on NXT. Pwede, pwede. I, I wouldn't be opposed to that and, you know, give him back his Chad Gable name. Yeah. Uh, but he might be a face, though. Crap. He might oh, be a face. I was thinking Cesaro, but I, I like Cesaro on SmackDown. Yeah, Cesaro's I say, fine. I want to say Samoa Joe. There have been rumors that he's making an in-ring comeback uh, in NXT. That, that Joe-Finn rivalry was pretty good. So, uh, he, it has to be someone who you haven't seen in the ring against Finn yet. Because if you're going to bring Joe back, Eddie, you're just going to go 2015 all over again. Ezekiel is saying that Rude could go back to NXT, but I don't think so. I think... Ah, man, actually, if they don't Kababalik find... Kababalik lang ng Roy. Yeah, kababalik lang siya ng Raw. But it, it's still open season for drafting, so I don't mind. I don't know, really. Who is... I don't mind bringing Bobby Rude back, actually. Here's the thing. Yeah. With the pandemic, medyo na limit yung movement kasi NXT UK is out of the picture. I think this would be so much more compelling a conversation if you could talk about guys like Imperium making the jump or if you could talk about one or two of the really outstanding NXT UK guys going to Raw or SmackDown. But we are where we are. I mean, freaking Imperium is divided into two right now. They're literally yeah. in divide and conquer mode. Yes, they you are. Know? I would say that I want a couple of NXT tag teams to make the jump to Raw or SmackDown. Because it's a loaded yung tag team scene ng NXT. Eh. But you've got Oni and Birch, Undisputed Era, Brizango, Legado, Everice, Killian Dane, and Drake Maverick. That's six already, just off the top of my head. Even if you do draft them, though, it's not a guarantee that they'll be used yeah. well on the main on the main yeah, roster. I, I, of all the names you've mentioned, I don't see that. I don't see anybody getting past Jobber stats real quick. Yep. Especially oh, since you said Everice. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no. That's fair. That's absolutely fair. No, you know what? Uh, Dave actually brings up a very good point. Alistair Black back to NXT. I want that. I'm tired of yeah. Alistair Black. I'm not, I'm yeah. not against that. Um, I, yeah. I, isn't he still doing the thing with Kevin Owens? Yes, he is. And yeah. it's really bad. Yeah, so, yeah it sucks. So I'm, 
I hate so it. I'm not against that. Okay, I'm not against that. Sure. If they can go up against Finn. Why not? Yeah. Well, they, or, Why not? If you need a woman to go back to NXT, Zelina. I wouldn't mind that either. Because it's kind of cool the build-up on the main roster. So, you know, Zelina back to the to, to NXT. Why not? Especially since she doesn't have Andrade and Garza anymore. Yeah, yeah. So there, uh, those are our quick uh, thoughts on... Andrade um, would actually be a good pick to send back to NXT as well. Yeah, yeah. Sino ba? Austin Theory, I think, is staying on NXT because yeah. uh, we just got a tease of it nung earlier in the year, yeah. ba? Uh, Retribution to NXT, sabi ni LTO. Uh, no. <laughs> we're we're already here. That's that's not gonna happen. You can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. All right. <laughs> so there, those are our speculations, our predictions for the draft, and a quick evaluation of what each brand needs right now. If you have any thoughts you want to send our way, the comment section is still live or on Twitter, Pueden, in case you're listening to this on the audio only version. It's at Wrestling2XPod on Twitter. Individually, it is at Roiswar, at China Supersized, and at underscore Stan C. Before we get out of here and get to picks of the week, Chino, last minute Kumu shoutouts on your end. Okay, Jimmy Buckus is being very is being very vocal on yeah, our he is. Kumu's team. Yeah. thoughts. He asks, "Have we seen the Finn X-ray of his broken jaw?" Yes, I have. Uh, yeah, very disturbing. Also, <laughs> he thinks that the plan is to turn maybe is to basically have a uh, undisputed era civil war with Cole and Kyle and Heel and Strong. And strong and fish as heels, but that. so that's another interesting thought. He also says, "What else to say?" A greedy third-party account from WWE during a pandemic. True, true. WWE records their most profitable year during a pandemic while cutting forty percent of their workforce. Instead of having fun while doing Twitch, the wrestlers will be forced to work. Yes. Uh, so yes, you think about thoughts? Yeah, that is your thoughts. I think AJ will be drafted to Raw again. They need to be they need to be stable to go up against the suit to be Roman Empire. I don't think they need a stable, but okay. Uh, it might be enough for them to just exist, to have an existing heel stable for that. Sabri Prince RJC Gable for the North American Championship. Yes, I'm in. Say and, no more. Go for it. And, Sabi would have to give me buckets, bring Ali to NXT, and let him challenge for the NXT title while being the leader of Retribution. I don't see that happening. Nope. That's Ezekiel on Facebook. Jinder Mahal to NXT. Sure. Why not? Sure. Why not? Yeah. yeah. Why not? Also, Cedric Celeste is now following us on Google. Thank you, Cedric. Hey, Cedric. Cedric. Longtime fan. Thanks for joining Thank us, you. man. Thank you. Thanks, Cedric. Okay, time for us to get to our picks of the week. And if you're new to the show, this is the part where we tell you the one match or segment or documentary or promo that you have to see kung wala kang time for wrestling this week. Okay, uh, I'm going to start with mine. And it's uh, Cody versus Brody Lee for the TNT Championship. Again, I-, I just really like strap matches. This dog collar match was pretty compelling for me, even though my punto naman sina Ro and Chino with uh, how they didn't like the result. I was satisfied by it, so I, I like it. It's my pick of the week. Yeah, you were. You were thinking about it in the shower. No, I was thinking <laughs> of Jericho in the shower, sir. <laughs> okay, before I give my pick out, I'm going to say I'm changing it right now. I know I said I was picking the women's right. title match. I am no longer picking that because right after I watched TakeOver 31, I had stumbled upon something on the WWE Network, the best of progress. 
They released a new uh, version, new episode of the Best of Progress Wrestling on the network. And as a wrestling fan and as a Batman fan, guys, my pick of the week goes out to one Prince Devitt taking on one Zack Sabre Jr. Wherein Fergal Devitt, uh, the man formerly known as Prince Devitt, now Fed Balor, walks out dressed as Heath, Leather, Heath Ledger Joker. Yeah, I, I remember that match. Full regalia, without the pants, of course, but he has, he has the suit on. He has the makeup on point. When he took off his suit, he some coat with jokers. It's very, it's very akin to his current run or his latest run as the demon, with it, wherein it's very graphic and it has a pointed, uh, a pointed message, but at the same time also still being very geeky. Which is something that people have come to love about uh, Fergal Prince. Taka, sino mas magandang cosplay ni Heath Ledger Joker, Finn or Ray? I say Finn. I say Finn. Considering the budgets are are playing a factor here, Prince David, tama ba? Oh yeah, that's his name, right? Yeah. Prince, Prince. David did a better job with the makeup. The masiyip because he had the suit and the mask. So it's like LV mask niya. Anyway, it was an homage about more than anything. It wasn't like uh, it wasn't a uh, a loyal recreation of the outfit. Right. So I say Finn gets it. Remember, the, match itself, the match itself was, it was very good, mind blowing. He used to cosplay funny. a lot more back in those days. Oh, okay, uh, my pick of the week. I I have to say, if I really had to choose one match over the week to pick. It would be the Cruiserweight Championship match, uh, Swerve Scott versus Santos Escobar on NXT TakeOver. All good stuff. Actually, but I mean good stuff. Just uh, take your pick of whatever wrestling, except for Raw or SmackDown even, and you will find a lot of good wrestling wherever you watch. The Cruiserweight Championship, they Lucha Underground. Yeah, true. I also like how Beth Phoenix also alluded to the fact that Killshot also wrestled under a mask. I mean... That's that's great, man. To acknowledge the existence of Lucha Underground on a main show, that's solid. Actually, gusto ko yung tandem nila. Eh. Silang tatlo: Vic Joseph, Wade Barrett, and Beth Phoenix. They're actually good. They haven't yeah. been together for very long, pero they have instant chemistry. And sometimes it's just really hard to come by. And I'm particularly a fan of how Wade and Beth Phoenix are able to go back and forth while not stepping on each other. And that's very important, especially sa commentary, because bantering with one guy is hard. Bantering with two people is extra hard. Lalana when you're both filling the same position, which is caller commentator. Neither Wade Barrett nor Beth Phoenix are heels. So yeah, you know that's true. So mas mahirap yun because they're essentially playing the same role, which is grizzled vet. So magandana Beth is able to add something without taking away from Wade Barrett and vice versa. So I just really have to give the props. It's not considering they're not in the same room, they're doing things remotely. And they're recording this as live. So the timing really has to be there. And the chemi- chemistry really has to be on point. So yeah. That's, so a, that's, that's something to add to this whole menagerie of NXT. I was about to say that and we've been doing this for quite a while now. So you know, having to adjust our current setup, it's kind of hard not to step on one another. So the fact that they're doing that flawlessly and seamlessly, they deserve all the credit. But give us credit there because we're working on it. We're trying. This isn't trying. easy, you know. Oh, dito madali. Promise, promise. Oh, yeah. Alam babyface producer Nikai. Okay, before we get out of here, catch the next episode of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast because we've got Lucha Underground alumna, wrestling promoter, 
NWA Women's World's Champion, Thunder Rosa, who you may have seen on AEW, who you may have seen on NWA Power and all those other shows that you're familiar with. She's joining us on the podcast. We're super excited. We've been doing our homework. In fact, we've got a running Google Doc with the questions we want to ask. <laughs> but if you want to add to that Google Doc with your questions, send them our way at wrestling to expot on Twitter, at Rosewar, at Chino Supersized, and at underscore Stan C. So again, Thunder Rosa on the next episode of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. And after that, of course, you've got your live stream happening every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Deep on Facebook and on Kumu. So follow us at Wrestling Wrestling Pod on FB and on Kumu at Wrestling Wrestling Pod. Any other plugs, uh, Chino? What's happening for, uh, with you this weekend? All right. So I have a few things happening on my end. No new episode of Class Clown this week because your boy forgot to book a guest. But it's still there. So sorry, Mikai. That's my bad. That's my bad. But you sorry, you're not announcing. Oh, but, you know, you're not without content this week because I was a guest on the latest episode of Bago Matulog with Red Diego, which is up right now. You can listen to it after you listen to this on Spotify. We took a deep dive into what it means to be a comedian, much less a fat comedian, in the current scene. Having Google the episode, we also took a deep dive on wrestling. And we, this is actually the first time Red and I actually talked about wrestling deeply like our love for it and not just shooting uh not just shooting the ish on random topics that are out there we actually talked about it and it was a good episode we had so much fun so i hope you go listen to that i am also on a twitch stream was on a twitch stream as of 3 a.m this morning so sandman I shared it on my Twitter, but you can check it out yourself. It's at Rick, R-I-K, Carranza, C-A-R-R-A-N-Z-A. He is a comic from the UK who hosts a stream called Clash of Fandoms. And I had to defend Family Guy which against <laughs> Simpsons, which was very difficult to do on uh-huh. no speak at all. So Need please... Please watch it on my Twitter, my Instagram, and my Facebook at Chino Supersize. It's also on his Twitch, no? Yes, on his Twitch, Rick Garanta. Yeah. All right, Ro, how about you? All right, I'm uh, just going to promote two things. One, the first one is my Twitch, uh, Twitch streaming, twitch.tv slash shang underscore daddy. So playing Mafia, I'm going to play Fall Guy season two this weekend. Also, the second thing to promote, Smart Henry, please read smarthenry.com. Good guys doing good work. Wrestling fans uh, pouring out their voice, uh, their feelings on the current wrestling and whatever else have you. Hey, if you want to write, maybe you can shoot me a PM and maybe we'll work it out. All right. Straight from the EIC. Yeah. Okay, for me, a couple of things as well. First, yung Lazada link natin for the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast up and running pa rin yan, lalo na may sale this weekend, 1010. So if you want to buy anything from Lazada and if you want to help out the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, please use this link. tinyurl.com slash wrestling wrestling x Lazada. Once again, tinyurl.com slash wrestling wrestling x Lazada. Every purchase na but you check out most successfully and gets delivered to your doorstep. We get a small cut from that, and that helps keep both the podcast and Podcast Network Asia up and running, helps keep the light on, so, lights on, so it's very important. Nun. I hope you can use that link to go straight to the app or straight to the website because that really helps us out a lot. My other podcast, On Deck, 
I've got a new episode out with Nicole Hiala of 90.7 Love Radio. Really fun conversation kasi sabi nga niya, ako raw yung first high-end DJ na nag-interview sa kanya. So, uh, it, it's kind of fun uh, to hear me try my best na, na makipagsabayan sa tagad. Can I just say, I was listening to yesterday and it's funny how she opens the episode with, sige nga, Tagalog tayo this whole episode. <laughs> it's just funny that naubusa ka ng Tagalog halfway through the episode. It's, it's I, I also heard it uh, earlier this afternoon, and but then lang nag English din siya. She's she's very fluent in English. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and hindi naman ako barok magtagalog. It's just that I think na pressure ako na sinikol hialing ka usap ko na parang shit na nawala na ako ng tagalog. So, <laughs> I blame the Severian in me. Let me just say. Okay, last thing that we're gonna plug uh, shoutout.com. It's our local version of your your fan shoutout. So go ahead and book us. I'm on there. Ro is on there. The entire MSG is on there. JDL and Ken Warren. You can also book them if you want. And if you want an individual shout out for your birthday or your anniversary or whatever, uh, if, if you just had sex for the first time during the pandemic, we'll effing greet you uh, as an individual or as a group. So just book us on shoutout.com. All right. That's it. Thank you so much to everybody who joined us for tonight's stream of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Thank you for enjoying all the content we put out, whether as uh, individuals or as a group really means a lot to us uh, keep sending in those comments or on the, uh, those questions online uh, we're going to take note of those especially for the Thunder Rosa episode next week and uh, shout out to Babyface producer Nikai for putting all of this together and the fine folks of Podcast Network Asia who finally hooked Ro up with a sweet mic yes so <laughs> once again oh ayuda yan ayuda so once again follow us at Wrestling2XPod at Roiswar, at Chino Supersized, at underscore Stancy. With that, we'll catch you again next week. Wrestling, Wrestling Podcast out. Thank you. Peace. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.